1: This is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense.
0: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to.
1: That's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance from the Six Sauer Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark. Walters. Walter. Walter. Right, here
0: we go, Armed American Radio's daily defense in the six-hour Studios here on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, on a Monday for you, all of it presented by X-Insurance. Greg, over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing today? Besides tired on a Monday, which happens on Mondays during this show. Yeah, it does. I'm doing all right otherwise. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. You
2: want to tell people where to go to watch a video for us? We'll get out of the box. We'll have a Red Bull sugar-free here, and we'll get kicking. Yeah, sure. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. In the top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just give those a click, and when that window pops open, select that Watch Live option. If you're doing something important like driving, we don't want you to watch while you're driving. Head on over to our Listen Live link. When you click there, you're going to see two subsequent links. One's going to be for the Sunday MonsterCast, and the other's going to be for this broadcast right here, The Daily Defense Show. If you've missed a previous episode and you want to get caught up, well, just head on over to the podcast link right above Listen Live and catch up on any episodes you may have missed. Uh, And if if you're a big fan of the show and you want to support us while you're out and about in the world, well, we've got a shop link. You can go over there and buy some merch and find you something nice to wear while you're out running around. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store. Grab the Telegram messaging app, create you a profile, and just search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Okay, well, that you were a
0: little bit quicker than I thought you were going to be. Hold on while we quaff down a little bit of sugar-free Red Bull coffee.
2: It's yeah. my average time of about 50 to one minute's worth of time, so I mean. Well, I, I guess my time is off today. Yeah, maybe. I run a timer every time I
0: do it, so. That's okay. You'll know it's every 30 minutes when the air freshener goes off. That's what yeah. <laughs> So yesterday's program was a lot of fun. That was a good show. Um, Ryan Petty, Parkland dad, loves this program, and we love Ryan Petty. And he has become such a great friend of this program. And the things that he's doing and the things that he's bringing attention to when it comes to our right to keep and bear arms, second to none. And what a great voice. What a powerful voice. A, A Parkland dad who's out there telling you that his daughter, his beautiful daughter, Elena, who was murdered at Parkland, was a huge Second Amendment advocate. Used to go shooting with her father on a regular basis. Remember, he's also a federal firearms licensee as well, too, Greg. You know, we tend to forget that sometimes. Yep. And he's out there fighting on our behalf every day on behalf of his daughter. I, and as a father of a daughter, his daughter's age. It is just, oh, man, oh, man. Talk about, it. I, mean, I can't even find the words. Heartbreaking, I guess, is as close as I can get. I just can't imagine how he pulls himself out of bed every day, but he does in her memory. And he does it fighting for our right to keep and bear arms, unlike a lot of the other Parkland parents who are hell-bent on taking away our freedoms. So make sure to listen to that first hour of the program. The podcast went up a little bit late. It went up today because we had some issues off the uh, recording yesterday, but we were able to get that audio up for you. We waited to get that one up before we could get the second and third hour. And by the way, Greg, just want to let you know I just got an Apple iTunes Podcast update. Armed American Radio has climbed to number 18. 18. That's a big deal. That's pretty cool. That's a big deal. Yeah, when you consider that that's the largest podcast format out there, that really truly is. So uh, we thank you for that, ladies and gentlemen. We definitely do. Of course, we had a second solid hour on last night's broadcast with the great armed... armed.
2: (laughs) What's his name? It starts
0: with an A, and it has an R in it, right? Yeah. Uh, The great AWR Hawkins with Breitbart News. We had a solid hour with him, and I, I think we got a lot of good drops because the wit and wisdom from AWR. Is simply second to none. And a classic roundtable last night, and a great discussion was had by all concerning the woke Pentagon. And, you know, here we've got two combat vets on the broadcast that are talking about what's going on in the Pentagon and defending the right to keep and bear arms as if they should even have to do that. Think about it in those terms, right? Because we have the Pentagon out there now wanting to strip military personnel of their right to keep and bear arms from 25 down. Uh, Just remarkable what is happening with a weaponized government. Honest to goodness. It it never ends. It's job security. They just keep throwing it at us. And if it isn't, you know, Ryan said it last night on the program, just when you think you've seen it all, they stoop even lower. And I reminded him, just when we think we've seen it all, they're going to get even lower. How? Remains to be seen. But I can promise you this, as sure as we're sitting here having this conversation, that's what's, as we say down south of the border, fitting to happen. That much I can promise you. It's flat out going to happen. So what do we have going on today? I am going to take, I'm going to start off with, Ooh, you know, the rust armor was released. I, I don't know if I should go there or not. I, I think I will go there first. Did you hear about this, Greg? I did the not. The rust armor is released and allowed to have a gun for self-defense. This came out three days ago. I hadn't seen that. I just got the alert today. KOB4, I don't know who they are. Uh, New Mexico, somewhere in New Mexico. Albuquerque, there we go. See, you start paying attention, it all becomes clear. Rust armor released, allowed to have gun for self-defense. Now, that struck me as odd to begin with, because you just don't think a lot about that when you think about Hollywood, right? Sure. A gun for self-defense, that's a little bit hypocritical. And here's where it got interesting. Her name is Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. And she appeared in court on Friday. I guess that was the same hearing that Alec Baldwin didn't show up to. But she's one of three defendants that were charged in that fatal rust uh, set shooting there. And during the hearing on Friday, she didn't enter a plea. She's charged with involuntary manslaughter. And I guess what happened was... Her attorney, a guy by the name of Jason Bowles, argued to the court because she's charged with a felony that she needs a firearm for self-defense at home. And I thought, huh, now maybe because she's an armorer, maybe she's all about guns and the Hollywood thing stereotype doesn't apply. Maybe that just came to my mind. I don't know. It just struck me as a little bit odd. But she said she's received threats and even filed a restraining order quoting against an alleged stalker. And he also, the attorney, cited a sheriff's office report that allegedly leaked her phone number and other private identifiers. Now, that brought up, Greg, conversations that we've had in the past. She's charged with a felony. She hasn't been convicted of anything. Isn't she innocent until proven guilty? Uh, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to work. Shouldn't she be allowed to have a firearm for her own personal protection, particularly under these circumstances where she likely is getting a ton of threats? Yeah. And there's a lot of nuts out there. It's reasonable. It is reasonable. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I thought about talking about Mark Wahlberg on this, but I have decided to forego that. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the second hour, because there's a story about him up. I was looking at some entertainment stuff today. And, you know, Mark Wahlberg is precluded. Wahlberg is precluded from having a firearm because of previous felony conviction when he was, what, 16 or 17 years old? Uh, Something Something like like that. that. Yeah. And. If if I can, maybe in the second hour we'll go there. I, I, don't, I don't want to waste a lot of time with him right now. But let's just say he's a world-class hypocrite, but I'll get back to that at some point. But I don't have a problem with this woman having a firearm. I don't have a problem, believe it or not, with Alec Baldwin having a firearm to defend himself. I think all human beings have a natural human right to defend themselves. And let's be real, in our system, Alec Baldwin is innocent until proven guilty. I mean, stop me if you disagree with me at all on this.
2: No, I I actually I agree with you on both of these. I think uh, both Alec and the armor should both be, uh, you know, be able to defend themselves up until they're proven or convicted, proven guilty. You know, it's uh, uh, it's just kind of the way we do things. And I think it's uh, about time we kind of get back to that.
0: Yeah. First judicial district attorney, Mary Carmack Altweiss. Don't know who she is. Never heard of I guess her. I just told you she is, but I don't know who she is. Understood the concerns, but accused the film armorer of, quoting, alleged sloppy handling of firearms. The district attorney also said there were other means of self-defense she could use.
2: Uh, you know, now, now, now we're pushing this. I mean, are we thinking I, that she can just carry a knife and be as effective? What are we doing here? Well, we had a judge in my Pepper wife's case when we filed suit. Pepper
0: spray, yeah. That's going to stop a deadly attack. Taser? I mean, I'd rather have her have that than nothing, just sure. like I would my wife, my daughter, than have nothing. No question about that. But let's get real here. You, look, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to somebody that believes at 18 years old you should be able to carry a firearm for your own personal protection. End of discussion, because you're a law-abiding adult. And she, while has she has been charged with a felony in the eyes of our judicial system, is still a law-abiding adult until she is convicted of said felony. She still has a right to defend herself. And I could argue and won't in this hour that she should still have a firearm or could have a firearm if she's home and done a sentence. To defend her life as well Her life is, is not worth any less to her And those around her So yeah, this this opens up a big can of worms But I, I thought that was an interesting story It popped uh, Well I don't know where it popped but I got it today When we come back I'm going to take you to a happy ending story And we're going to make some comparisons I think you'll find it interesting Armed American Radio's Daily Defense We're coming out of the gate kicking today on a Monday In the six hour Studios on the Crossbreed Mic All brought to you by
3: X-Insurance Back after this
0: Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Daniel Defense, great American company, great American company, right here where I reside in the state of Georgia, down there near Savannah. Great town, by the way, if you've never been, go there. It's kind of like a small New Orleans but a lot safer than New Orleans. By the way, by the way, the mayor is under recall effort down there, which is going to be really, really fun to watch. And of course, she threw the race card out. I had to go there just because that's what I saw. Anyway, it's everything's the race card now. It's not that I'm a crappy mayor and I'm the murder presiding over the murder capital of the United States. Well, wait a minute, Jackson, Mississippi took that away. Whew! I shouldn't be recalled. But everybody's a racist. Because I am terrible at my job. Anyway, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> Let's go back to Daniel Defense in Savannah, Georgia. American-made, 101 Warfighter Way, Black Creek, Georgia. What a cool address and a great product. Get on the email list. Visit DanielDefense.com. And if you're watching the video while you're not driving... You can thank Daniel Defense and Led Slingers for that, as we tell you every single day. All right, Mark Walters back in the six-hour studio on the crossbreed mic for you today, presented by X Insurance. There's a, a couple other things. I want to wrap up on this rust armor thing. I looked at my notes, and I thought, ah, don't let those go. Because Alec, but here's the thing. The woman, this Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, there's also some, well, let's just say there's some nuance to her. She's got to stay at home. Part of the conditions of her release, she can't talk to any possible witnesses. She can have a gun for self defense, but she must not consume alcohol or break the law. Well, that makes sense, breaking the law. What's up with the can't consume alcohol? Hmm. What's up with that? That's a good If question. you're sitting in your own home, who, what, what do you mean you can't consume it? She can't have a glass of wine? She ain't guilty of nothing. And what did alcohol have to do with it? Now, look, I, I feel like I'm sitting here defending people who did something really stupid, but at the same time, I don't see the correlation here. I I, I don't see the correlation. It, to me, it just jumped out to me as odd. Okay. Uh, she lives in California. Can she smoke dope? I didn't see that on there. Maybe she's thinking, oh, who cares about alcohol? I'm going to smoke weed. Anyway, I don't care. I'm just saying, well, what difference does that make? She's having a spaghetti dinner. She can't have a glass of Chianti with her spaghetti dinner. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. And what do they do? Test her? I don't know. I have no earthly idea. I'm just asking for a friend. I thought it was weird. Now, let's go to Baldwin. Baldwin's charged with involuntary manslaughter, two counts. And by the way, they both, both of them face 18 months in the slammer. Remember, that enhanced gun charge was dropped. That's the charge that carried the five plus years on each count. And that was dropped, which tells me that the New Mexico prosecutors thought, oh, we may have overcharged this. So there's a lot going on here. But Baldwin conditions of his release. Limited contact with potential witnesses. Baldwin's condition also specify he must not consume alcohol or possess firearms or dangerous weapons. Isn't every? Couldn't I say everything in my house is a dangerous weapon? I got a kitchen. I got knives. Dangerous weapon. He can't chop the celery for the bolognese sauce he's making. I don't get what you know. I don't understand that. So I, I you know, like I said, I'm just asking for a friend. I have. I, I can't rationalize that. I don't know what all that means. And today on a Monday after the long monster cast, Greg, honestly, I don't really care. I'm sure. just reporting what they're saying. OK, I'm not going to sit here and try to find the logic in it, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe both of them are well-known raging alcoholics who have some type of history
2: with that. And that's why the judge threw that on. Maybe not. You know, I, I could imagine sitting under uh, the pressure of having these charges being levied against. And not you. have a drink. Exactly. And not wanting to drink in the evening just to think, oh, my God. Well, you know, there's a right way to drink and a wrong way to drink.
0: Uh, I think anybody who drink has done that. I found out my wife had breast cancer the very night we found out and she went to bed. I made the mistake of drinking some Jack Daniels for all the wrong reasons. And guess what happened? I woke up in the morning and it was all still there. Okay, there's a right way and a wrong way. Um, Fortunately, that's not a problem. But a lot of people don't ever recover from that. And can't be people who are alcoholics, et cetera. I don't know what the what the deal with that is. But, yeah, I I thought the same thing, quite frankly. You know, maybe I mean, if you're going to man, now's when you'd probably need, you know, instead of having that Chianti, do me a favor. Pour me a stiff bourbon. No, I don't want any ice. I don't see the
2: harm in that but I'm just thinking maybe there was some kind of a substance abuse questionnaire uh maybe. that they underwent while they were being detained and they determined that they uh were at a likelihood for using uh or over you know being an alcoholic and uh, being you know they some reason felt they needed to put a restriction on there and if they're on an ankle monitor I may be wrong, but I think I read or heard somewhere that those can detect certain ones can detect the use of alcohol uh, and other drugs within An your ankle system. monitor. Yeah, they've got some really high tech ones, from what I understand. Well, you know, when I read the other day, Apple watches
0: are going to be able to tell your blood sugar without any prick to your skin. So there's that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they, and I wouldn't trust it. I, I prick my skin, check my sugar, because I beat type two diabetes. I wouldn't trust a watch that didn't prick my skin. I want to test my blood, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I beat it, wiped it out, gone. It's easy to do, guys, if you just pay attention. But this is not health class today. <laughs> We're going to get off the subject of the alcohol and the health class. Let's, let's go back over to I just thought I thought that was interesting to me. And uh, the difference, maybe did Baldwin ask, can I have a gun in the house too? But I, I really do believe because, again, he pulled the trigger, even though he says he didn't. And the FBI has proven that he pulled the trigger. They've examined everything. But, may you know, look, he's innocent until proven guilty, too. No, whether we like him or not, no. Yeah. Isn't that true? I agree. He is innocent until proven That's guilty. Our system of jurisprudence, man. And it's, while well, it's flawed, it's the best in the world. But it's flawed. But it is the best in the world. So that was interesting to me. All right. Now, let me, let me start here now as we move in the program today into the rest of the program. I'll, I want to give you some example, a couple of quick examples of why you all well, really one example of why you like living here when it comes to your right to keep and bear arms. And again I'm going back a couple days. Some of this is what I didn't get to on the monster cash yesterday because of the guest lineup. Wounded smoke shop employee fatally shoots armed robber. Now that right there in and of itself is a happy ending story as yep. we call happy ending stories on this program for years, is it not? Yes, it absolutely is. Now, let me for those of you who are new to the program, let me make this clear, let me remind you that it is not a happy ending story because the robber was fatally shot. It's a happy ending story because the wounded smoke shop employee survived the ordeal brought upon him or her by the fatally shot armed robber because that person was able to defend themselves from said robber. Therein lies the happy ending story, not the death of the armed robber. It would be a happy ending story if he were carted off on a gurney with a tourniquet on his leg and survived and went to court. The happy ending portion of the story is the fact the person had a gun, defended themselves from the said armed robber, and survived the encounter because they had a gun. When we come back, I'll give you some details. You don't want to miss it. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. Today is the Monday edition, five days a week, live for two solid hours. This is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. You are on the Armed American Radio Network. In the Sig Sauer Studios, the Crossbreed Mike, all of it brought to you by X Insurance. Let's keep going. We'll talk about more of our partners as we get rolling through the program today. I do want to mention the Defender Coffee real quick because of the rejoin coming back in. Greg, the Militia Roast, which is triple the caffeine. Yep. Yeah, I made a mistake one time and put three scoops of that in, just didn't look at the bag. Oh, I paid dearly for that for the whole day. Yeah, it'll do it. my My wife did it yesterday (laughs) by accident, and it just beat her down. That'll earn them. That'll triple the caffeine. So (laughs) what's that good for? That's good for, oh, I don't know, maybe men and women going into combat on behalf of the U.S. military. Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what I use it for is if I'm really tired or something, I'll use like one scoop or a half a scoop and mix it in with my regular coffee with the Defender. Liberty Roast. But, yeah, that's powerful stuff. So it's available for you. If you like that high caffeine, Defender Coffee's got you covered. Make sure to visit DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR. Be careful with that militia roast, to be honest with you. I learned that firsthand, and so did my wife yesterday. All right, let's go back to this happy ending story. This was in Seattle, which makes it even happier in my book, because Seattle hates your right to bear arms. And any time the Second Amendment in action pops up and rears its head, In a place like anti-gun, un-American Seattle. Seattle, you're tuned in right now. Sorry. It just is what it is. Those of you listening to this show get it. If you're a liberal in Seattle listening to the program, well, figure it out. But Seattle police are quoting from this. uh, I don't even know where it's from. That's just a document I got on a, a deal. So I apologize. If I can find out where it's from, I'll cite them for it. Seattle police are investigating a violent crime in a business in Ballard where a suspect shot a victim during a robbery. And. See, I love they get it. How many times have you seen the victim being the person getting shot, even though the victim that was shot was the robber? That's not the victim. That's the suspect. So whoever wrote this gets it in Seattle. I love that. That makes a happy ending story, a happier ending or in my book. It just does. And it happened apparently in the early evening about three days ago. Four days ago, the employee was armed or had a handgun nearby because he returned fire striking the suspect. So the robber fired when he entered the establishment. The employee was armed or had a handgun nearby. How many times have we covered these stories, ladies and gentlemen? Tons. Lost count of how many of these we've covered. But the individual was able to respond because they had a handgun likely on their person if they're running a store. It's possible it could have been underneath the cash register, or behind the counter, or something like that. I don't know. The smoke shop. These these places tend to be a little bit seedy sometimes. If you own a smoke shop, I don't mean anything by that. But regardless, it, uh, my recommendation is you to keep, your hand, keep the handgun on you, particularly if you're behind the counter in a convenience store setting or some type of, of shop like this, by all means. Either way, the individual was able to pull that handgun and return fire. And witnesses... Provided medical aid to the wounded employee. The employee was wounded during the exchange, and apparently they used belts to help stop the bleeding for a tourniquet, etc., and likely saved that individual's life. Now I'm going to take you to another story. And let me start. I'm going to, I'm going to take you to two places. I'm going to take you to two actually, and I'm going to leave. Some of this out, and we're going to play this game again today. A blank man, I'm going to leave that alone because it identifies where he was, has been charged with murder for killing a man who, get this, was attempting to rob his family in their home. We refer to that as a hot burglary, otherwise known as an armed home invasion. This occurred on February 19th at around 5 a.m., When a group of armed individuals, and I'm quoting, intent on committing a robbery, approached the house where this individual lived with his single mother. Phrased kind of odd. The men entered the home. And they were confronted by the homeowner who fired shots. The invaders also. Fired shots. They were confronted by him. Shots were fired. I think the others were. We'll, we'll dig into this a little bit more. Either way, it doesn't matter. They broke into his home at 5 a.m. with the intent of robbing the victims in their home. That's a that's an armed home invasion. And one member of the group of dirtbags was killed. This man, Ali Mayan or Mian is now facing second-degree murder charges. The homeowner, who was at home alone with his mom, a single mom, at 5 o'clock in the morning when their home was invaded by a group of men, quote-unquote, who entered the home. One of the prosecutors said self-defense cases aren't always clear-cut. Greg, you want to jump in on that one real quick? When you hear what I just said, how does that strike you? A Bunch of people invade a home five o'clock in the morning and get shot. Can you think of under any circumstance in the state of Texas that that individual would be charged with murder for what? defending his wife, his mother at his home at 5 a.m. in the morning when his home is invaded with a clear cut intention to rob the victims? Uh, It has to be uh, an instance where it's a blue county. Well, I'm not going to respond to that yet. Another guy by the name of Romario Clark, who was 20 years old. Let's see if we can find a little bit more info on this because I have a couple of these pulled up. Was arrested at the scene and charged with breaking and entering and unauthorized possession of a firearm. So the robbers were armed, breaking into a home, armed, charged with breaking and entering and unauthorized possession of a firearm. Three suspects fled. One was killed. Now, I'll tell you what, in my neck of the woods, that individual is going to be charged with felony murder because they were committing an armed robbery when one of the culprits was killed. The survivor is generally charged with a felony robbery charge because they were involved with the robbery, and it was the robbery that led to his partner's death. We—how many times have we covered one of these? Makes sense to me. Yep. Does it make sense to you? Now you said you would think it was a blue, had to be a blue county, correct? That's correct. You would be wrong.
2: Oh, okay. Can you believe that? What county? It's a blue country. It's Canada. Oh. oh, so you oh. so you misled me, saying
0: I, intentionally I did, and I hope I misled you too, listeners, because I was intentionally doing that. I wanted you to think about this. This is why having the Second Amendment is so vital. But it gets better. And I do. Do I have enough time to go into this? What do we have? About a minute? Uh, about forty-five seconds. Okay. So here's what I'll do. I'll wait. Until we come back from the break to talk about another self-defense case, which ended with jail time. So that's a good thing, right? The headline here is another recent self-defense case ends with jail time. So that's pretty much when you look at that headline, you think, okay, that's a pretty good deal. But it was not Canada. It was not Canada. I can also tell you this. It also wasn't Texas or Florida or Georgia, or Alabama, or even New York, or Illinois, or California, or Washington, or Oregon, or Massachusetts, or Connecticut, or Maryland, for that matter. When we come back, I'll explain it. We'll juxtapose these all together. It's quite fascinating. Suffice to say... You should feel very blessed to be in the United States and have Second Amendment protections recognized in our Constitution that others do not have. We'll be back after this. One more segment to go in the first hour.
5: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, DanielDefense.com. I mentioned them earlier. Get on that
0: email list over there. Please, please, please. And don't forget CrimeResearch.org. Dr. John Lott, a dear friend of this program and a longtime contributor as well. A lot of people don't know that. CrimeResearch.org. Please support John and the work he does. I I think, Greg, what do you do? Get five bucks a month or something? I'm 25 or 50 or something like that? You can do the same thing, ladies and gentlemen, and support John in his efforts. Everything that he writes, the testimony that he gives. He was just in Vermont and Maryland testifying on behalf of gun owners a few weeks ago and was on the program a day later to talk about it. Don't forget MyPillow.com. The buy one get ones are going on over there. All you have to do is use the AAR promo code. Whatever you see on your screen, just put in the AAR promo code. You will take advantage of all of those great deals over there and support MyPillow for supporting this program for years. Your right to bear arms. You know, Mike Lindell co-hosted the broadcast with me for a three-hour program when I was broadcasting up at AM 1280, the Patriot at the Minnesota State Fair. I missed that. I was up there for nine years in a row broadcasting the program. And then that uh, that whole booth kind of fell apart up there. But we had a lot of fun. And Mike came up and actually co-hosted the program with me live on the set there at AM1280, The Patriot. They've been with us for years and years and years. Support them. They make this show possible. We're in, on Sundays, the Car Firearms Group Studios. Visit Car Arms. Visit SIG. Visit North American Arms at SIGSour.com. Don't forget, support these people, DefenderCoffee.com, HeavensHarvest.com, HeavensHarvest.com. Use the promo code AAR over there. Get that food supply. You need to have some of that in your house. So I don't care if it's for proper purposes. I don't care if it's for hurricanes. Whatever it may be, natural disasters makes no difference. Have some. And if you use the promo code AAR, that $183 Price tag drops by 46 bucks for simply supporting Armed American Radio and them for supporting the right to keep and bear arms. Now, let's go back to a couple other uh, happy ending stories here. These are important. I, I love these. Now, we're going we're gonna to give you a happy ending story here from Tennessee. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to give you another one. And I, you just look at the, the differences here. This was Morristown, Tennessee. Mount Man found not guilty after shooting, killing a man outside of his home. If he was found not guilty, what does that tell us? Tells us he was charged with a crime. Tells us he went to court. His name was uh, Thaddeus Wallace. He called 911 about an intoxicated person, then called again and said the situation escalated to a fight. He was then found not guilty of voluntary manslaughter of shooting and killing a man on his property back in July of 2021. Now, the reason I like this story is because I want you to th- put yourself in this man's shoes. Since July, it's almost July of 2023. For two years, this has been hanging over this man's head. For two years, he's been staring down the barrel, pun intended, of felony voluntary manslaughter charges in many years in prison. A ruined life ruined family life, the whole nine yards, the whole kitten caboodle, the whole shebang, as they say. He was charged with voluntary manslaughter after fatally shooting an individual by the name of Brian Stone, who was hammered, that means intoxicated, and didn't live in the house. The guy had called, Thaddeus had called 911 about this person two times, Before it escalated to a fight, when the cops finally showed up at this guy's house, Stone was, quote unquote, according to 10 News in Tennessee, was laying on his back unresponsive with a gunshot wound to his head. He was found outside of Wallace's house. Mr. Wallace has maintained his innocence from the beginning. The jury agreed with him in that he was acting in self-defense. We wish the best for Mr. Wallace and his family moving forward. That's from his attorney, Gabriel Stapleton. So, Greg, for two years, this guy has been living under this threat of going to prison for defending his life, brother. And I've interviewed people on this show who have had... An investigation not necessarily a charge but an investigation about their actions in an armed self-defense case that have gone on for about a year to a year and a half is that something you want hanging over your head absolutely not no talk about wanting to have a drink oh yeah right I mean good heavens not knowing is I'd rather know I was charged in what direction I was going than not knowing Well, in this case of Thaddeus Wallace, he was charged. He was just recently found not guilty. And this story came out on the 23rd, just four days ago. This is one I had to skip over last night as well. So now let me take you back to the recent self-defense case that ended in jail time. This was this week. Let me check the date on this. I want to make sure I got this right. Yeah, that was just this week. What I'm about to tell you just happened what would be last week then. A home intruder breaks into a home with an axe and hits the man, the homeowner, in the face with the axe. He gets stabbed by the homeowner multiple times and stabs the intruder to death. Now, keep in mind, the intruder breaks into the home armed with an axe, swings it, and hits the guy in the face with said axe. He was charged with murder. Jeez, that's the ridiculous. jury found this individual. I'm going to leave the the city out. They found the resident Eric George Russell, who's 38 years old. Guilty of manslaughter in the death of a 40-year-old individual by the name of Damian Roach. What? I'm not kidding you. Who entered Russell's apartment, they said, and attacked him with an axe demanding money. Russell, the homeowner, grabbed a knife and fatally stabbed the intruder and a companion. And the jury said he acted in self-defense right before finding him guilty because the methods he used were ultimately excessive and unreasonable.
2: Oh, my God. The, uh, blue state. Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, a tyranny so, state. So
0: we just told you, you see, we, we throw these two together. We've got a happy ending story in Washington state a not-so-happy-ending story, albeit a happy-ending story, with albeit a not-so-happy-ending in Canada, and compare that to Tennessee, happy-ending story, charged with a crime, that winds up being a happy-ending story in the United States, and juxtapose that against Australia, where, and I mean, I can't make heads or tails. I don't know what's excessive. Somebody hits me with an ax. There's nothing excessive about what I do to him. No, nothing. I mean, nothing. Unless maybe, oh, I don't know. Hack him up afterwards. I was going to say, do you stab him a hundred times? I mean. That wouldn't be excessive. You have a right in the United States to use deadly force to defend your life. Excessive. Maybe they think in Australia it's excessive because he killed the a companion as well. The companion is also in the home with the person with the axe intent on robbing you. Accomplice. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make this clear. I've said this many times over the years, and this is a perfect way to close out this hour. If you attempt to deprive another human being of their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you lose your right to all three of the above instantly. And if your death results from someone defending themselves from your attack to end their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Too bad for you and good for the individual who defended themselves. That's Second Amendment in action. We'll be back another hour, six minutes after.
1: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network.